Blessed Lord, who has caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant that we may in such wise hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which thou hast given us in our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Today, we have heard what may be one of the most precious sections of Scripture. And it's spoken by our Lord Jesus Christ. So it is a red letter passage, which heightens it a little bit. If Paul says it, okay. But if Jesus says it, now I'm listening. Today, we have heard the call of Christ. Not only have we heard the words of Christ, but we've heard the call of Christ. We've heard the call of Christ to sinners. We've heard today the call of Christ to those who are weary and heavy laden. In these beckoning words of Christ, not only beckon towards the sinner, but they also reveal to us his character. These words reveal to us the character of Christ and the content of the gospel. These words of Christ reveal who he is and what he has done for us. For today, we heard these words. Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you Rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Today we hear the call of Christ to those who are weary and heavy laden, that they might find rest for their souls. We hear the call of Christ to be given rest. For we live in a restless world. St. Augustine, in the first book of his Confessions, puts it really well. He prays out to God and says these words, You, O Lord, have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you. And if you know the story of St. Augustine, you know that he lived a very restless life apart from God. He sought every means to give himself rest, but eventually came to the end of himself and found that the only rest for his soul is Christ. And so he declares that our hearts are restless until they find their rest in the Lord. And it's partly because Augustine really understood the human experience. He understood the human experience east of Eden. He understood what our forefathers Adam and Eve Understood as they were cast out of the garden, out of bliss, out of rest, because of their 
disobedience. For in the garden they had communion with the Lord. They were at rest as the Lord was at rest after his work. For they rested in him, but at the point when which they trusted in themselves, when they tried to decide for themselves, they entered themselves into a world of restlessness. And it reveals to us that we humans have a twisted tendency to try to justify ourselves. For we know when the Lord visited them in the garden after they partook of what he had forbidden, they justified themselves. The woman whom you gave to me, she told me to eat. The snake, he deceived me and I ate. See, Adam and Eve, when they are confronted by their sinfulness, by their restlessness, they seek to justify themselves. They seek to justify themselves before God. They seek, they see their relationship before God based on what they have done and what they have left undone. They see God as they justify themselves. They see the Lord based on what they have done. And like Adam and Eve, when we seek to justify ourselves before God, it only leaves us weary and heavy laden. These words are very interesting that Jesus would choose these two words, weary from work or heavy laden with a burden that is unmovable. See, the human tendency to justify ourselves either ends in tireless work, endless work, which leaves us weary, or realizing that that work will never end in being heavy laden. But when we try to work ourselves back into a right relationship with the Lord, it only ends in weary and heavy laden people. But Christ calls out to the weary and heavy laden. He calls out to those who have been seeking to justify themselves. He seeks those east of Eden and he says, come, come to me. I will give you rest. He says, come to me. I will give you everything that you have been searching for, even the things which you did not know you were searching for. Come to me and I will give you rest for your souls. And it's by these words we realize that Jesus is the only one who can give us rest. For later in Matthew 12, he declares that he is the Lord of the Sabbath. He is the Lord of the rest, for he is the same Lord who created in six days and on the seventh he rested from all his works. For all that he had created was very good. See, the Lord Jesus Christ was the word which the Father spoke, and it was. He spoke and said, let there be light, and there was light. And the same God, here in the flesh, 
says, come to me and I will give you rest. This is the word of the Lord. And the writer of Hebrews taps into this theme of rest, drawing on Psalm 95, and says that we who believe enter that rest. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his Brothers and sisters, until we hear the beckoning call of our Lord saying, come to me and I will give you rest, we will only be restless. Until we rest in God's rest, we will never rest from our work. For while the human tendency is to try to work our way back to God and that ends in either pride or despair, the Lord speaks Come to me, and I will give you rest. And these simple words are hard to believe. We hear them, and we think there must be something more. Jesus must expect something of me. He wouldn't just give me rest for coming to him in faith. And this is why Paul describes the word of the cross as folly to those who are perishing. But for us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is by grace through faith that you're saved. It's faith in the word of God. It's faith in what God has said about you and what he has done for you on the cross. It's faith in God's word to you who are weary and heavy laden, that when you come to him, he will give you rest. For this is why Jesus says that this is hidden from the wise and understanding and revealed to little children. Children have a tendency to just believe. They believe what has been told to them by adults, and this purity, this faith, is what Jesus desires of us. He says, come and hear the word which I have spoken over you. And believe. Do not doubt, but only believe. For God's work for us is finished. This is what he says on the cross. It is finished. And with those words... We understand that all of our striving, all of our labor, all of our heavy ladenness has been taken upon Christ himself and was crucified. Jesus says that, or Paul says that we are crucified with Christ and it is not I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And this same Christ who died for us in which we are hid in faith, is the one who beckons us to come to him. It's by faith that we take upon ourselves the yoke of Christ. We're far from a world which yokes are common. Maybe a hundred years ago I wouldn't have to talk about what a yoke is, but now I've never really used a yoke before, only what's found in an egg. But this yoke is different. 
This yoke is the type of yoke that is used to tie oxen together for a purpose, to plow a field. And Christ calls us to take his yoke upon us. Not to take a yoke upon us. For I believe it's a misunderstanding to think that Christ puts a yoke upon us in which he is not right beside us. It's his yoke which he has borne for us that he invites us to put on. For to take our yoke upon us is the same as saying, take up your cross and follow me. It's the same as saying, I have been crucified with Christ. For Christ's yoke was bore for us on the hill of Golgotha. And it's in that cross that Christ's character is revealed most clearly. He is revealed to be who he said he was, gentle and lowly in heart. For he did not despise the shame of the cross for us. And it was because of his love for us that he took upon himself that shame. It's his love. It's his heart. It's his gentle and lowly heart which beats for us. And when we hear these words, we're tempted to say, well, that's not all there is. God's a lot of other things, too. But it's interesting to think that when Jesus describes his heart himself, he uses the words gentle and lowly. For when God reveals his character, it's something that we can trust. God reveals his character to Moses in Exodus 34, and it's echoed in our psalm today that the Lord, the Lord is a God who is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. It's who he is. God reveals to us who he is. When I was a kid, I used to love going to my grandparents' house because they always had things that we didn't have at our house. And because my grandmother was a nurse, she had a really nice stethoscope. She had a really nice stethoscope that she used every day, and she would let us borrow it and use it. And inevitably, we would put it on and listen to each other's heartbeat. And it was amazing to hear my sister's heartbeat. These sisters are alive. They have beating hearts. (laughs) Sometimes it didn't seem so. But they did. They had beating hearts. And brothers and sisters, this is what we have in our passage today. Jesus Christ is allowing us to take a stethoscope to his heart and hear that it beats gentle and lowly. Gentle and lowly. And we must hear this word and believe. Because in these words, Christ's character is revealed to us. And let us not scoff at this word as unbelievers, but believe in faith that Jesus Christ has revealed exactly who he is. And for Christians, the call of Christ 
The call of the Christ who was crucified for us. The call of Christ who is not ashamed to call us brothers is a comfortable word. Our liturgy has a set of scriptures and our passage today is one of them and they're called the comfortable words. Thomas Cranmer, as he was developing the liturgy, knew that after our confession of sin, we needed to hear God's word to us. And the first of which is, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And these scriptures are prefaced by saying that this is the word of God to all who truly turn to him. For if we turn to Christ, if we hear his word, if we hear his call, we will have rest. So today, if you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Even if it's unbelievable to you, do not doubt, but only believe. Believe the word of the cross. Believe that it's not folly, but actually it's the wisdom of God. Because God has chosen what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. Because he has revealed his salvation to little children. And this, brothers and sisters, is a comfortable word. That when we hear the call of Christ and hear it with faith, we are given rest. Rest from our toil, rest from our work, rest from trying to justify ourselves before God. And we are taught his way. We learn from Christ. He teaches you his way because his way is himself. For he is the way, the truth, and the life. And his yoke is easy. And his burden is light because he has borne it for you. Jesus Christ is Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus Christ is Jesus, God saves. He has both saved you and is with you always. That's his promise, that he is with us always to the end of the earth. And so, if you toil and are heavy laden today, know that Jesus Christ will give you rest. Only turn to him. Call on his name. Put your faith in the cross. In the cross of Christ. The cross in which his love for us is shown most clearly. And he will give you rest. Charles Wesley speaks in his hymn very aptly concerning this. He says, Come, thou long-expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins release us. Let our find our rest in thee. For Christ came to set you free. To set you free from your sins and your fears. And it's in him that we find our rest. Harden not your hearts today. Hear his word to you and believe.
Let us pray. Grant, we beseech thee, Almighty God, that the words which we have heard this day with our outward ears may through thy grace be so grafted inwardly in our hearts that they may bring forth in us the fruit of good living. To the honor and praise of thy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.